the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. J.D. Vance, the next senator from the great state of Ohio, ready to fill the seat uh, currently occupied by Rob Portman, did exactly what needed to be done on Monday, except for throw his hands in the air after the knockout punch. J.D. Vance joins us now on Ham 1420, The Answer, to talk about where we are at this stage of this very, very important race. J.D., good morning. Good to have you. How are you? Um, it's been a while. Great to be with you. Good to talk to you. Do you ever think about you know? I, I'm I'm a fight fan. Uh, I I love TKOs where the you know the the guy's got his opponent up against the ropes and it's just bang 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 and there's no response. The referee steps in. First thing the guy does the 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 winner does is throw his fist in the air. I wanted you to throw your fist in the air in in, in Youngstown. I, that, that just just to culminate it. I mean because that's the kind of knockout that I think you delivered. I didn't feel that way after the first one in Cleveland. I thought you did a good job. I thought you won the debate. I didn't see the TKO I wanted to see. I saw it on Monday. How did you feel when it ended? You know, I, I definitely felt very good. It's it's. I, I felt that I got a couple of really good lines. Of course, the one you know where where I, I think you probably were trying to to show where. Uh, both Tim Ryan and the moderator basically accused me of being a racist uh, because I, I care about the southern border. Um, and, and I just thought it was such a good setup for how ridiculous of a fraud Tim Ryan is and how even though he pretends to support policies the majority of Ohioans agrees with, he actually at the first opportunity decided to call me a racist over this over this immigration question. Uh, so I, I definitely thought that was a good hit. I will say, you know, I felt better actually after the first debate, and I'm sure a lot of this is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. Part of it is probably, Bob, that so many people watched the first debate and not as many people watched the second debate. So I thought we took care of business in both. Uh, I think that we're, we're very much in the lead and also with the momentum. So part of what I was trying to do was just not make a mistake that would somehow, you know, snatch, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh, and I think we, we did more than that. I think we did deliver a bit of a knockout. And it's interesting uh, how how the Ryan campaign and even the media has reacted to that second debate. Well, you know, um, I felt for you um, because your righteous indignation came out, which is what I wanted to see more of in the first debate, too, because you're right. He literally was calling you a racist. If you want a border wall or if you want border security and protection from the lethal uh, fentanyl, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, amount of drugs that are, that are crossing that border, the human trafficking and all the things we talk about, suddenly you're a racist. Does he not know that you're married to an Indian American woman and that you have biracial children? Was this news to him? How does he come at you, uh, you know, in, 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 in your own personal experience, in your own personal family, and say, you're a racist if you want border security? I, it, it's astounding to me that he even tried that. And I'm glad you expressed your righteous indignation, and I'm also glad, J.D., that he said to you, oh, looks like I've, uh, you know, hit a button or hit a trigger with you or something. And you said, you're doggone right you hit a nerve with me. You're attacking my family and calling me racist over wanting border security. That is exactly what I think Americans and Ohioans in particular here need to hear yeah no i appreciate that bob and i i mean i was i was pissed off um i you know i almost couldn't believe it because you have to remember if you step back a little bit the last four or five months right we've been ended inundated with this messaging that somehow tim ryan is is a reasonable moderate 
That's the entire yeah. purpose of his campaign is to run away from his own record and to really just lie directly to the people of Ohio about what he's actually done. So he runs away from it, and at the same time, you know, what percentage of us in the, in the state of Ohio care about border security, Bob? I mean, what is it, 80%, 90%? He immediately jumps to the point that the border is all about concern with racism. And I, I just think it's such a preposterous argument. And, and, and the media in particular, Bob, uses this to silence dissent. This is, they don't care about uplifting minorities. They don't care about giving more opportunities uh, to black and brown Ohioans. They care about silencing dissent on an issue of critical national importance. And the fact that Tim Ryan was willing to play that game for a political victory really, really pissed me off in light of how he had run his campaign. And, and I just said that, and I think it came through, and I agree. I definitely think it was an effective, it was an effective moment. We're talking to J.D. Vance, uh, Republican candidate and soon-to-be next senator from the great state of Ohio. Um, you know you know what else, since we're using that vernacular, pissed me off uh, in that same segment or, or part of the debate? He virtually accused you of the murders of the uh, uh, people in the grocery store in Buffalo. I, I, I'm trying to find out. I, I'm trying to make that leap. How he and his team thought that would be a good line to say, wait a minute, JD opposes, you know, an unchecked border, an open border. He actually wants border security. That's because he's racist and that's because he's afraid of great replacement theory. And you know who else was, uh, was uh, afraid of great replacement theory? The shooter in Buffalo and he went and killed a bunch of black people in a grocery store in Buffalo. So therefore JD Vance is to blame. You talk about taking leaps, JD. I, it made me sick to my stomach it made me angry i think i probably cursed at my television when i watched that trying to connect you to something graphic like that simply because you want border security that's i don't know i'm looking for words maybe you can offer some well it's it's like five degrees of separation right it's like you know bob france knows jd vance and uh, jd vance once gave his his children too much halloween candy uh, therefore, Bob France doesn't like doesn't like public <laughs> health and children. I, I, you know, it's it just you know you, you get so bad. far away from the core issue that I think ninety nine percent of us look around and say, well, what what is this guy really talking about? It doesn't make any sense. I was very surprised that he went there, but I honestly I wasn't so much angry at that Bob as just confused by it. I was like, what is this guy talking about? And I assume that if I don't know what he's talking about, ninety percent of the, the people of Ohio are going to share that confusion. And, and there were a couple of issues like that, Bob, where, you know, he, he was talking about issues. I mean, first of all, the great replacement theory. I, I was talking to Scott Sands about this a couple of days ago. I'm sure you know Scott or at least I know do. of Scott. And, you know, Scott's a smart guy, obviously a very well-informed guy. And he told me he had to look up what the great replacement theory even was. So I thought it was bizarre that they went there. And, look, you know, I don't like to work the rest, and I don't like to criticize these moderators. But I do think that, that, that D'Souza, the, the guy who was moderating, you know, from my perspective on the, on the far left, uh, which is maybe appropriate, but maybe from the audience's perspective, was he was on the right. Uh, you know, why even ask about that to begin with? Um, and, and you know what they didn't ask about? They didn't ask about schools. They didn't ask about indoctrination. They didn't ask about the fact that many school, um, you know, t- many teachers unions are still talking about taking our children out of school because of COVID. You know, we're now nearly, what, two, three years into this thing. Uh, they asked one question about the economy. They asked one question about crime. And I, I afterwards, and I, and I should have made this point, this is a mistake, I should have made this point during the debate, but I couldn't believe how far the moderator's questions were, especially D'Souza, from the actual focus of most voters in Ohio. 
Yeah, uh, I concur. Uh, and, and that is very aggravating for me, too. And I think voters in Ohio, they're looking for answers to the things that most impact them uh, in middle class, middle class Ohio, middle class America. And you're right. They, they focus so much more on the personal attacks and the and, and in fact, I want to, you know, you can't do it in a debate. You shouldn't have to. You should be talking about these substantive issues. But in an interview like this, I want to give you a little bit more room here to explain the Alex Jones thing. I know exactly what you you were talking about. I know exactly what you meant when you talked about uh, Rachel Maddow and her uh, uh, credibility as a news source. You know what? It's no more credible than than uh, you know than Infowars. Um, and, and and they turned that into you are a big fan and a big supporter of the guy who said that the uh, that the uh, uh, Sandy Hook massacre never happened. That it was all an, it was all a, you know a staged situation. Can you? Go a little bit further into that to clarify for anybody who doesn't know what you actually said. Yeah, it's really simple, uh, Bob. All, all I said, and of course, I've never defended and would never defend what Alex Jones said about Sam Cook. Um, and he, you know, of course, he himself has apologized and now, uh, of, of course, has been prosecuted uh, by, by the families for, for defamation and for libel. So mm-hmm. set that to the side. They're trying to put words in my mouth there, and I'm not going to take the bait. The, the, the simple point that I make is that. that this guy is perceived by many on the far left as the worst possible conspiracy theorist, even as they pay attention to a person who peddles a ton of conspiracy theories, Rachel Maddow, and they treat her as some sort of reputable journalist. And that was really the entire point of what I said is, is the hypocrisy of the media and of the far left when they take one source as credible, they dismiss another source as a conspiracy theorist. But, you know, have they ever really reckoned with the fact that our country was obsessed for two years with a Maddow conspiracy theory, of course, that Russia had stolen the election uh, for Donald Trump in 2016. Have they ever reckoned with, I mean, how many crazy things did we hear over the last four years? You know, there was, there was the crazy bounty story uh, that somehow Trump was complicit in bounties being placed on the heads of U.S. soldiers. There was this idea that he was hiding the nuclear codes in Mar-a-Lago. That was just a few months ago. Right. And, and really my point here is there's a ton of hypocrisy with the media. They believe these crazy conspiracy theories. The far left does it, and they never have to reckon with it. They never have to apologize. They never have to admit that they made a terrible mistake. And that hypocrisy is one of the reasons why I think they've gone completely off the rails. We're talking to J.D. Vance, next senator from the state of Ohio. He he decimated, in my view, Tim Ryan from uh, virtually every angle on Monday in Youngstown, in his own back. By the way, why his backyard? Why nothing down uh, in southern Ohio? You know, it's 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 so funny, Bob. Um, we we tried to do three debates, and every time that the Ryan people suggested a date for us to do a third debate or even a second debate, it took a long time to get us to two debates. Uh, it was always a date where we already had a publicly available calendar that said we had a conflict on that date. So they kept on basically trying to force us to cancel our grassroots events or our fundraising events for these debates. And we just kept on saying, no, we're not going to cancel things we've already scheduled. So we just couldn't get anything in the Cincinnati area. Of course, that's where I live, Cincinnati. Uh, the other reason, Bob, is Youngstown is his home turf. But it's also, I think, a, an area more than maybe any other area, not just of the state, but of the country, that's been de- betrayed by Democrat policies over the last 40 years. So I thought, you know, what better opportunity for me to go into his home turf and explain why his policies have been a failure for his own congressional district? And, and I will say, Bob, I, I know you're in the Cleveland area. 
we went to, to Yankee Kitchen uh, right before, you know, we had sort of a pre-debate uh, meal at Yankee Kitchen. My wife was there and a couple of our campaign staff, and probably a dozen people came up to me and said, I used to vote Democrat. I'm voting for you because Tim Ryan's had his chance. He hasn't done a damn thing. And I heard that message so consistently that I think we're going to do really well in Tim Ryan's backyard. I actually think we're going to win his congressional district this time around. That would be amazing. And you did quote one of those uh, gentlemen, I think, uh, during the debate, which was great. Uh, J.D., I want to ask you about the Trump factor. Um, he won Ohio by eight and a half points twice in 2016 and 2020. He's extraordinarily popular here. It should be a big, big boost to you to really embrace that. I was, I'm speaking to his attack on you, the ass kisser thing and, 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 you know, Trump's joke. In the first one, the Cleveland debate, uh, it bothered me because I, in personal opinion here, I, I, I would have come out, I would have been as, ticked off about that as you were about being called a racist in the second one. Um, I wanted you to say, President Trump and I are good friends. President Trump and I is a ball buster, and he does bust balls, and we do joke with each other. And it, and guess what? At the end of the day, we see eye to eye on America first. We see eye to eye on inflation, on economy, on the border, on taxes, and and all of the things that you see eye to eye with. Because Ohio loves President Trump. Like I said, huge victories twice. Uh, he tries to essentially paint you as just being, you know, the butt kisser of President Trump. I thought you did a much better job. You quoted or you said he was referring to or joking about a New York Times article. I didn't know what that was. Can you speak a little bit more to your relationship with President Trump and how what he said to you was not what Tim Ryan made it out to be? Yeah, I appreciate that question, Bob. And you're probably right. I could have been a little more aggressive about that in the first debate. What I was thinking at the time is, you know, one, President Trump is very popular in the state, and Tim Ryan is accusing me of being close to Donald Trump. Is that really something I even need to rebut, or do I just let that stand on its own merits? Because it's, it's politically stupid, I think, what Tim Ryan tried to accuse me of. But so here's the story. So we had, we, had a, we had a rally with the president, and I do talk to him uh, very frequently on September the 17th in Youngstown. That very morning, and I was really pissed off about this, that very morning, the New York Times came out with a story that said that Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania and J.D. Vance in Ohio didn't want Donald Trump to come and rally with them. And this was shocking to me because every time I had been asked about it publicly, I said, absolutely, we'd love to have the president, and I think that he will come. And so on the morning of our rally, they didn't have a single source, not even an anonymous source from our campaign, and they reported that we were unhappy with it. Now, they had to change their headline, of course, because, again, it was a completely fabricated story. Uh, but before, you know, before President spoke on the rally on the 17th, he and I were talking about this story, and he was like, can you believe they published that? And I was like, no, sir, I can't. Uh, it's unbelievable what you guys have had to deal with, and I'm just getting a small taste of it as a political candidate myself, the unbelievable lying and dishonesty of the mainstream media, especially the New York Times, was just really, it got us both fired up. And then he went out there, and he told a joke about it, and he was like, look, even if J.D. didn't like me, of course he'd want me here. Because I'm so popular in the state of Ohio, which, by the way, is true. Even if I didn't talk to the president, I would still want him to come to the state of Ohio because he's popular. And that really, that's the entire point of what Trump said. And I find it kind of hilarious that Tim Ryan's trying to make a political issue out of it. I I just, at the end of the day, I don't really care. Like you said, the president's a ball buster. We, We joke with each other. It's not an issue that I care about even a little bit. If Tim Ryan wants to make an issue out of it, whatever, I don't care.
You know, the flip side of that, of course, is when the moderator tried to get you to say something negative about Trump. Tell, give me something you disagree with Trump about. And then he tried to do the same thing with, uh, with, uh, with Ryan. And you have pointed out many times in both debates and in a lot of your ads <clears throat> that he has literally voted 100% of this is an astounding thing a lot of times you'll see you know votes with Nancy Pelosi 96% of the time blah 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 never once voted against Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer the Joe Biden agenda and yet Joe Biden the president of the United States is not being invited by Tim Ryan to come to Ohio to campaign for him he he is in lockstep with all of the legislation that the Biden administration and the leadership in the Congress uh, pushes on their platform, but yet he doesn't want him bringing, uh, you know, that that albatross that he is to the state of Ohio. And and uh, the moderators never demanded that he answer. He danced and never said, "Here's something I disagreed with Nancy Pelosi on." All he said was, "Well, I once wanted to be the speaker." That's all he ever said. <laughs> yeah, that's that's disagreeing with her on political ambition, not on substance. On the substance, <laughs> like you said. He is with her 100% of the time. And, you know, it really is is insane to me how much he's run away from his party, given his voting record. You know, I think that if Ryan actually was independent, he would have voted against this ridiculously named Inflation Reduction Act. He would have maybe, like, he doesn't have to be pro-life like I am, but maybe don't vote for the 40-week of gestation right up until the moment of birth abortion. Um, bill at, at the federal level. Maybe don't vote to federalize American elections. It, it's not just it, don't call for an end to cash bail. It, it's not just the things where you would expect Democrats to agree on. He always aligns with the far left of his party. And at the same time, he tries to run away from every single position he sells, from inflation to taxes to spending to banning gas-powered cars to crime and, and I, I think we're finally at a point, Bob, where I, I feel the momentum, in part because the people of Ohio are finally getting through what a fraud he is and how different his record is from the campaign that he's tried to run. Well, I loved your line, too, you know, since you brought up inflation. You know, he talks about a tax cut is the right thing to do here, and you called it a gimmick. And, it, and he tried to call you on that, and he said, no, tax cuts are a good idea. But when you say it, it's a gimmick because you don't do it. You'll never do it. Right. Uh, it is just for, it, it's just for campaign purposes here. And it's true. He is, 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 his mouth, uh, you know, he has walked the walk and never, to, or he's talked to talk rather and never walked the walk to back that up. So, so real quick on the inflation issue. I find this uh, pretty amazing. Uh, yesterday, Biden announced that he's uh, releasing another 15 million barrels uh, and bragging about how, you know, we're selling them off at 90, 90 bucks a barrel. And, uh, you know, when we're going to replenish it at 70, we're saving money. Well, Tim Ryan was among the Democrats who voted against allowing Trump to restock the Strategic Petroleum Reserve at $24 a barrel just a couple of years ago uh they said no we're not going to let you do it and now they're bragging about how much money they're going to save if they buy them at 70 does this guy have any credibility whatsoever on the inflation issue and the energy crisis no of course he doesn't bob i mean he called for an end to fracking he called for a ban on fracking on federal lands and now of course he says he's the ally of the natural gas industry and my question is well if they're not allowed to frack how exactly are we supposed to have a natural gas industry at all that's where we get the natural gas from, is, is from fracking. He supported the president when he shut down the Keystone XL pipeline. That's one of the main reasons why we saw immediately skyrocketing energy prices. The thing about this, Bob, I'm, I'm so glad you brought up the strategic petroleum reserve. If we had a halfway honest corporate media, this would be a national scandal. The president is drawing down one of the core strategic assets of the country. People ask, why do we have it? We have it so that if we get in a war, God forbid, with China or Russia, 
our tanks and our planes have gasoline. The president is depleting that reserve so that he has lower gas prices so that he doesn't get as big of a shellacking for, for his party in November. This is atrocious. I've never seen a president do anything like this. It should be a nonstop around-the-wall story, but it's not because the media is such a joke. That's why we have to carry it. Yeah, but you you obviously don't get it though. Uh, you know, I mean, he, why why do we need all of that uh, petroleum reserve for tanks and planes when we can run those on electric batteries? Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> I, and that's why I understand it. That's uh, that's how it's supposed to go. We're supposed to transition. I mean, it, it is really a ridiculous thing. And I say the last thing here because you can joke about this all day long because it's funny, but it's just so serious too. He's ripping yesterday the oil company, saying that they are making record profits. And he's demanding that they lower their prices at the at the at the gas stations uh, and and limit those profits. And I'm thinking to myself, how on earth can you tell an industry that you want to wipe out? You literally have pledged that you will end that they can't make as much money as they can now before you actually run them all out of business. How are you telling them not to try to earn money now before you? And you've heard this plenty of times, but just just to, just to hit it, you don't have to agree, but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate with you, okay? I am going to end fossil fuel. No more oil drilling of any kind whatsoever. And by the way, you oil companies, you better stop charging so much right now. You better accept your fate. Uh, I mean, it's astounding, J.D. Oh, it, it really is, Bob. And meanwhile, you have uh, people in his administration saying, you know, invest in new refineries, invest in fossil fuel capacity, but in 10 years, we're going to completely ban fossil fuels. Well, no business is going to make that investment. I mean, a, a refinery, to get a return on investment, takes 10 years to begin with. I mean, you're talking about billions of dollars of capital investment. It takes 10 years to get anything out of that to really justify it. But, but this is exactly why we have the energy prices we do. This brings us to maybe the worst argument that Democrats make to defend their inflationary policies. They look to Europe. And they say, well, Europe has inflation, too, so clearly it's not something the Biden administration is doing. Well, what is Europe doing? Europe is borrowing and spending even more money that they don't have, and they're also waging war on their native fossil fuel industry, the very thing that's driving inflation here. So the fact that the Europeans have idiotic policies is not a defense of the Biden administration. It actually reinforces how big of a mistake they're making. That is perfectly well said. But there you go, bringing common sense and reason into an argument, which, of course, is not usually welcome in Democrat spheres. Uh, J.D. Vance, uh, terrific job in the debate. you got three weeks left. Anything uh, anything you want to leave people with in the, uh, well, 19 days, I think, right? 19 days away from the election? Uh, last, yeah. last, last thought. Well, I don't want it to be the last thought. I want to talk to you again in the week of the election, but uh, last thought for now. Of course, Bob. First of all, folks, go to jdvance.com if they want to support us. Uh, really, the goal here, Bob, is word of mouth. Um, talk to your friends. Tell them why you're voting for me. Tell them why Tim Ryan is a fraud. And if we just have every single person who listens to you, talk to a few of their friends. We're, I, I really think we're going to win this race, and we're going to win it in a big way. Well, you better. We need you to. We absolutely need you to. J.D., keep up the good work. Keep up the good fight. And we'll talk to you again as we get closer and closer to November 8th. Thanks, Bob. Take care, man. Thank, thank you. J.D. Vance joining us. It's 1101. We're late for news. We'll come back. Uh, how about you react to that? Your thoughts on that Senate race? Is J.D. right? He's going to win big? Or are we in, uh, we, in, we in trouble here? I would love to hear from you. 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110 after the news.
Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.